1: OK, so pot is now 13 days away from being legal and we sure have more answers or questions than we have answers. No question. And one of those is what happens to those whose lives have literally been kind of turned upside down because they got caught smoking joints? Who've been convicted for doing a, you know, the very thing that's soon going to be legal? What happens to them? And the NDPMP has tabled a private member's bill calling for criminal records for any Canadian carrying a small or having a minor charge of pot possession to be expunged. That means the whole enchilada. And while folks can apply for a pardon, it is very cumbersome. It is hugely challenging. So he's trying to take that step of saying, we're going to do it en masse, of making it a little bit easier for people so that they can get a break. Not everybody but certainly for those who have small traces of pot that are found on them. He tabled that bill this morning. Let's see how it went over. His name, of course, is NDP MP Murray Rankin. He is a justice critic. He joins me now. Big day for you, Mr. Rankin. You put forward this uh, private members bill. Um, and what you're, you're basically asking is, I think the question everyone's asking is, what happens if I've got a record with pot? How, how do I make right. that go away? You want it totally expunged.
0: That's exactly right. You know, people have told me that when you apply for a so-called pardon, or technically it's called the records of suspension, you got to pay $631. You got to wait around for a long time. And it doesn't really permanently go away. I mean, it can come back and bite you later if you do other things. And expungement, on the other hand, Alex, is something that means it's deemed never to have happened. Mm-hmm. So you can truthfully, honestly, i uh, uh, honestly answer on that form. No, I don't have a criminal record. I can coach my kid's soccer team. I can shop, chaperone my kid on the school trip. And you know what? I can also get a job or rent an apartment because folks are not likely to give people with criminal records the same kind of service or standing as they would have if they were uh, just anyone without a criminal record. So I think it's very, very important that we do this.
1: And you did get some support today. Uh, you got the support of Mad Max Maxime Bernier.
0: I didn't know that. That's wonderful. <laughs>
1: well, well you know, he tweeted out, he said, I stand uh, behind this. And so what was the reaction like on the floor?
0: It was great. And, you know, my goal is not to turn this into a partisan issue, honestly. I want the Liberals to take it. it would Nothing would make me happier. I don't, there's no pride in authorship. They've kind of mused about this, Alex. They've said, you know, maybe we'll do something after October 17th. So here I am, less than two weeks away from that magic date, standing up and saying... Do this, run with it, deal with it as a matter of addressing injustice, because I think I was shocked to know that in Toronto, for example, if you're black, you're three times more likely to be arrested for possession of cannabis than if you are not black. If you're indigenous in Regina, you're nine times more likely to be arrested, and so forth and so on. So this... Criminal records that we're creating for people hits people who are racialized, marginalized, poorer, and younger than everybody else. And you know what? It's time to make sure that those people don't have yet another burden as they try to get into the economy and uh, do things with their kids, and the, uh, etc., along the lines I've just discussed.
1: Okay. So here's the, but what about this factor? So what if, though, because most people who are charged with pot, not not all, but most don't just get... You know, charged with one count. It generally is linked. And so how would this work then? Because let's say you want to expunge a a small portion of pot for one person, uh, but they have other charges against them.
0: Well, let me be clear uh, on two things. One, this is only going to deal with people who are uh, convicted and have records for possession of small quantities. So if you're talking
1: like some kid that went to a concert, got busted of going
0: to- at a concert, or you know, b- busted for whatever under the thirty grams, which will be perfectly legal on October 17. Or let's say you got three p- plants in the window and you're busted back in 1985. Those are the things I'm trying to deal with now. I understand that this could be connected up with a whole bunch of other charges. That does indeed frequently occur. Mm -hmm. My application process is very simple. You, You apply to this federal agency, they look at the thing and say, yes, you do have an offence, we're, we're you do have a record for that possession offence, you may have others as well, so what? I'm not touching those, I'm only talking about things that will be legal on October the 17th.
1: Okay, and so I suspect you'd get a lot of support from, you know, Jody and Mark Emery, uh, would this also, would they fall into this category? Because they've got long records with pot use, but it has been done in an activist purpose.
0: I have absolutely no idea whether they have possession of small quantities of charges on their record, and it's a matter for them to decide if they want to avail themselves of uh, the remedy that I'm creating in this bill. I'm hoping that the government, Mr. Bill Blair, uh, Jody wilson Raybo, the Minister of uh, of Justice, uh, Mr. Goodale, these are the people who will be deciding, I suppose, uh, ultimately, whether my bill deserves to be supported. And I don't care if they tweak it, and all I'm trying to do here is nudge them to do what they all of them mused about in the past, namely uh, dealing with this injustice.
1: Okay. And so, you know, when we take a look at POT itself from the back picture, looking back at it now, we're only 13 days away from legalization, and I think it's neat on the surface, but there's still a ton of unknowns when it comes to this, you know, whether it's driving under the influence, having roadside uh, safety testing available, there are more unknowns than there are knowns at this point.
0: You know what, and that's why I give them some credit, and I, I, I give them the benefit of the doubt. I mean, other places like California and Vermont, some of the states that have legalized cannabis for recreational purposes in the past, they included in their bill the kind of thing I'm asking for, namely an amnesty or expungement of past records. And, and this government said, no, we don't want to do that, you know, because we want to wait and not make sure people know that it's still illegal until it's not illegal. I get that. That was their rationale. So now it's time to say, uh, let's do it. I mean, that excuse is no longer available to them, right?
1: Well, I suspect that if something like this doesn't happen, we're going to see a number of charter challenges anyway.
0: You know, I I hope we don't have to get there. You make a good point. I I think there's always that likelihood, but... But why should we? I mean, this is the right thing to do. If I'm telling you that we have a disproportionate number of racialized, you know, ethnic people and, uh, and, and poor people and marginalized people whose lives are being wrecked by having criminal records for something that the prime minister himself has admitted he's done in the past, and... Thankfully, he didn't get caught. Well, other people aren't so lucky and they tend to be poorer. They tend to be more racialized. That can't be right in a country like Canada where we are all, all to be treated equal under the law.
1: Well, he did get caught, but he did have the means and the father to help make a few phone calls. The, and the, so, that was
0: his brother. Right. That was his brother. Oh, his brother I'm right. About the Prime Minister's yeah. statement that he consumed while he yeah. was uh, a member of Parliament.
1: So yeah, he he, he, he should be able to relate to this. And so again, you'll probably, I suspect, get bipartisan support on this and or you'll reconfigure the bill to make it uh, somehow, and something's you, going to happen. You,
0: you, you've absolutely nailed it. I, I, I will reconfigure the bill. I will tweak it. There's no pride in authorship. I'm simply handing this to the government saying, please run with it in some version, some form, I don't care what, so we can address this injustice.
1: Before I let you go, I'm going to throw a question at you um, just because I've got you on the phone and the vote happened yesterday, but it is a very, very current issue. There was a a, um, a, a vote put through yesterday pushed by the Conservatives on this whole Terry Lynn McClintock and the NDP and the Liberal did not uh, vote in favor of it. This is a really ugly issue that has taken over um, uh, Parliament. And and so when you don't stand up to that, do you concern about the backlash? Because this is like bipartisan. People are angry about this.
0: I know they are. I've certainly got many, many letters in yeah. my office as well. This is a, a gut-wrenching story. It's it's an absolutely horrific crime. The reason I didn't vote for it, uh, I'll be honest with you, Alex, is I'm not sure a, a country that has, believes in rule of law, where the decision is to be made by the correctional service and the minister is not to deal on a case-by-case ba- case basis with cases uh, and and reverse the where you are, which level of incarceration you're to be in, is something I want to see. Reversed just because it, it is a horrible story. Uh, I, even the conservative former minister of uh, national security, mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Blaney, uh, w- yep. acknowledged it when he was in that job that he, you can't do that. I know the government. I know the conservatives are trying to uh, stir up a problem in this thing, and it is on its face a very, very disturbing story. I get that, but we have to we have to believe in the rule of law. If you don't like those laws, we can change it and give politicians the ability to uh, go into every case and decide whether to overturn them. But even Prime Minister uh, Harper's former lawyer, Ben Perrin, is on record in saying what they want to have been done here cannot legally be done.
1: Well, I think that's up for debate, but we'll see where it goes, because nonetheless, I don't think it's going away, this issue. So I do appreciate you coming on.
0: My, my, My pleasure, and thank you so much for your interest, Alex.
1: Thank you. We'll see where it goes. That is uh, NDP MP Murray Rankin. So I do think something will happen with that, but uh, might need a bit of tinkering. We will follow that. And apparently it takes, it'll takes it be like February before I think they table that bill or they get some kind of uh, reaction on it. So that's a bit of a long time. I'm Alex Pearson. This is On Point here on Global News Radio.